All right, so the other day we were in a screenwriting class led by the writer-director Chris Dowling, who uh, his recent thing that he wrote was on Netflix on the front page, uh, Blue Miracle, inspirational movie. Uh, so we were in this writing class and people could ask him questions directly. And one of the questions was, I'm just starting out as a screenwriter, completely new to it but I want to be a screenwriter, where do I start? Um, and immediately people were jumping in, throwing out Save the Cat. Uh, Chris Dowling himself said something to the effect that he had taken writing screenwriting in college and feels like it didn't help him at all. And the best way to learn is just by doing it, by getting scripts under your belt and just writing. So. All of this stuff was kind of, I kind of went through all this myself when I started Endeavor into learning screenwriting uh, about two years ago. Everybody said, save the cat, save the cat. And, uh, and then there were also people that just said, you know, screw the books and just do whatever is inside of you, you know. So I thought I would get your opinion since you have written, what, like five screenplays at this point? Uh, yeah, I'm fortunate. This past year, I was able to to get five completed screenplays out. And uh, you've sent them to script analysts mm -hmm. uh, for coverage, yeah, readers. Yeah. So it's not like you just wrote one, and you've honed each one. It's not like you just wrote one draft and haven't shown anybody. And I'm the only one who's saying it's good. And I, and I did tell you your first one that it needed work, mm -hmm. a lot of work, and I didn't know what. But so I have given you honest feedback. And I definitely can say from an outsider's view that, uh, and, and also the story analyst things back up, back it up that, you know, you are achieving films that uh, are for a certain audience and, and you're getting across the intended effect. You know, a lot of the, if it's the ones that are more dramatic, they say, oh, this is, you know, it comes across as a great drama. The ones that are for families, you know, it comes across as that. So to me, you've kind of succeeded as a writer when you get the point across that you want to get across. So I feel like you have read all the books that I've read on screenwriting, which we've read a lot and you've read more. So what would you, you know, I figure we should get into this for what you would say for people who say I'm just starting Yeah, I guess, off. I guess kind of the, um, you know, comedy sarcastic version of where do I start would be fade in right on a screenplay yes. <laughs> sorry uh, so no I mean that's what what I would say is for one is to watch a lot of films figure out what your favorite films are and and figure out what it is about those films that makes them your favorite films I, I mean it could be genre it could be the actors. It could be um, the style. You know, so just figure out what it is that appeals to you. Um, and that might take a lot of studying. I mean, you and I really analyze some of our favorite films quite a bit. I mean, going through and stopping scene by scene and questioning, what was it in that scene that, you know, made me like that character more? Or... What was it in that scene that drove the plot forward, that drove the story forward, that helped the character arc, uh, that, that created conflict, that got you emotionally involved? 
And I think you'll find a lot of things there. Uh, I, I mean, I would suggest reading all the books. Now, I'm, you know, I'm not a big fan of Save the Cat, but I think it could be the right book for somebody. Uh, you know, there's some really famous books that I do not see eye to eye with, eye to eye with at all. Um, but there are some that really spoke to me and I learned some things from. So there aren't that many. And so if you're going to be a professional screenwriter, then you really have to read all the books. Right. E even if some of them are painful to to get through. Like uh, <laughs> Hero's Journey for me was just like, I just felt like, how at all does this correlate to my craft? I, I, I get that it, it's very metaphorical or whatever, but there was some stuff in there that I was like, mm -hmm. you know, anyway, but that is my opinion. And so really, I know people who would completely disagree with me. And, and that is the thing is, you need to just find, that's why you need to test all of these things because you don't know what is going to be the thing that clicks with you. Because I guarantee you, there's people out there who they tap in, you know, they read Hero's Journey and it inspires them. So really it's about what, what can get you, if something can get you writing, you know, yeah, it if you read matter. a book that has nothing to do on screenwriting and it gets you writing, then do it. But exactly. the point is, is that everybody has opinions and tastes. So like you're saying, watching your trying to whittle down your favorite movies. I mean, really trying to get specific on what are my favorite movies and trying to spot the common things um, will really help you. And it's going to be different for everybody. That's why I'm, I'm not going to talk down on Save the Cat or, you know, or say this book is the Bible. Mm -hmm. uh, I will mention a book called the Screenwriter's Bible or Screen, yeah, Screenwriter's Bible. But... I don't think there's just anyone because everybody learns differently. Right. And somebody might find a nugget in one book that helps them mm -hmm. that I glant, you know, just glazed over or whatever, missed it. So the good thing is there is a finite number of these books. There's not that many. Right. I mean, there's, you know, 20, 25, maybe. So you can read that and you should as a professional. Now, you know, if you wanted to broaden it out, like we also went back and start, started reading a lot of the old classic literature um, just to kind of develop and, and understand the stories that have been around that have that caught people, on. Yeah, and the people that look at them as, you know, this is the top 100 books right. of all time or whatever. So you go back through and read those, and that might take a little bit longer. There's a lot more of those. But we've done that as well to a certain extent. Um, just looking for inspiration. And, and movies, I mean, you know, how many movies are out there? We've uh, attempted to go through several lists of movies, and we've gotten probably 80% of the movies off this one really large list. But, right. you know, there's still a few hanging out there that we Definitely. haven't watched. <laughs> but you kind of know that those aren't our cup of tea. Right. Um, and, you know, you may like... Uh, Citizen Kane and think it's the greatest movie of all time or Godfather or whatever or Star Wars uh, but find those movies that you like and and really pick them apart and what reading the books will help I know in some of the books that I'm going to suggest here in just a minute are are like the devices that writers right. use screenwriters use uh, it, which is similar but different than what a novelist might use and I'm, I'm talking about things like a novelist is going to use they might use metaphors or similes or alliteration, um, you know, those types of literary devices. And there's similar things in screenwriting. Uh, I know one of the big things that I think I learned 
uh, and definitely now look out for it is not writing dialogue that's on the nose. So just a quick you know, explanation of that is you, you don't want to sit here and go, you know, I'm so angry with you for wearing that red hat today. You know, you want to have dialogue that's a little more on the subtext because maybe what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about you not cleaning your room or something that, you know, I really just don't come straight out and go, oh, you know, you have on a red hat and that really upsets me. Right. That's just not the way people talk. So. Or, you know, I'm saying things to you and you're just kind of ignoring my questions or just being irritable, you know, just different ways to show. Yeah, exactly. So th that's a, you know, a device you use in, in screenwriting to make it uh, just richer, you know, just like a, a wonderful novel that you would read, the way the writer uses those devices. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things in these books that talk about plot, uh, character arc, how to develop it, how to develop uh, tension, dramatic tension, uh, subtext in dialogue. So those are some of the things that, that we learned in these books. And I'll just go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I'll just say, like, a lot of these terms, so many people have so many different ways of saying what they they mean. Character arc may mean something to somebody. Plot may mean something to somebody. And Yeah, plot definitely is the one that it's really hard to define. Different people think of it in different ways. So to say, once again, just find the definition that works, that gets you writing. You know, just find the one that works for you. It's not, you will not be, you're going to frustrate yourself endlessly trying to find the right way to think about it because the right way is the way that, W-R-I-T-E. Yeah. The right way is the right way that gets you writing. Right. The way that gets you writing. Right on. <laughs> so anyway, you you know, I think the helpful thing to try to, like you said, you might as well go ahead and read these because you never know which one of these books is going to have the definition that allows you to analyze the movies that you like. So I feel like that's, that is what is so helpful about these books is these tools that it points out offers somebody, you know, because some people argue, well, whoever wrote this book didn't write the greatest movie of all time. Mm -hmm. But the person writing the greatest movie of all time was so caught up in that that they didn't have enough time to, you know, analyze and break down the greatest movie so these offer ways for you to classify and and you know name label different patterns that you see otherwise you wouldn't be able to put it to words and talking about the greatest movie of all times i don't really think there is one no it's a myth it's it, i think it's a myth but for some reason you know, whether it's the movie files or the the people in Hollywood cinephiles. or cinephiles or, you know, the people in Hollywood that want to keep it mysterious so not everybody can do it, kind of build these myths up. Uh, I just don't think there's any one perfect movie. Uh, I think it's what, what you like. I don't think there's any one perfect plot, which I think a lot of these books try to push that. Yeah. You know, if you don't hit plot point one by page 30, then, you know, this movie is terrible. Right. Uh, yes, if you're submitting to movie studios and Hollywood executives, they probably tell their readers to look for these things. And that's just to, to, you know, be able to reject the... But you've got to know what, what studio you're going for. If you're going for A24 indie art house film, you can... Probably not have to worry about hitting plot yeah, point one. Yeah, the, the formula is a little looser. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it depends. And you need to know who you're writing for. So, uh, 
if it's Hallmark, they have a formula right. and, and you got to hit it. So, you know, it just depends. But anyway, so this book, uh, The Tools of Screenwriting, is a lot of those literary devices. It talks a lot about that. So these are the, the tools that you use as a writer to get across your point, to develop the characters that you need, to have the dramatic tension, right. you know, the, the external plot, all those things found this book really helpful. And it was not one that was normally high on the list. No. People never really mentioned this book. Yeah, I've never seen it until we, we read it. But it does have great examples in it. And really, you're just soaking in somebody pointing out really great moments and aspects of really well thought of films. And they have quite a selection of films that they go through. So you've got stuff that leans more towards the artsy uh, side and, and then you've got some more things that have been a little bit more commercially successful. Yeah. So that, I, I feel like that is, it, it just has a lot to to soak in from there. Yeah. And it's not too long. It's a pretty quick read. Yeah, that's not, that one's pretty easy to read. And this one looks incredibly daunting. When I first looked at it, I was like, come on, this has got to be a joke. Like, yeah, I mean, why would you make it? It's pretty, it's pretty thick. But a lot of this covers format, which is another thing that I think a lot of new writers get hung up on. Hung up on. And scared. Scared. It's a daunting task to figure out. You know, all of that. And what I say is, my personal thing is forget it in the beginning. Just don't even worry about format. I mean, type it into a just a word processing, a word doc or whatever. Write it longhand. Write it longhand on, you know, on the legal pad. Just uh, don't worry about slug lines and action lines and, you know, interior, exterior, day, oh, night, yeah. uh, how the margins are. Don't worry about that at all. Just left justify everything and get get your writing down, get your plots down, right. get your character arcs down, Your you know, and then work on your dialogue. And dialogue is another thing that I think stumps people. You're going to work on dialogue until you're filming, until you're done filming, you could work on dialogue in the editing suite. You're going back and having actors overdub stuff because you don't like mm -hmm. the dialogue. So just know that that's going to be something you're going to work on forever and ever. You'll write something. You'll get an actor that'll come in and they'll go, that doesn't feel right. Let me, can I do it this way? And you, they'll do it and it'll sound great and you'll go with that. So, uh, you know, dialogue something that we'll just, you'll work on and work on and work on. Uh, but this book had great examples. I really yeah. enjoyed this book immensely it will I, like i said the last one has examples from big movies this one i feel like will probably quote more movies that just the average you know film goer probably is aware of just and that is actually better for me i'm not trying to say average film goer is a, a bad thing because i personally i feel like this quotes more just like widely loved movies like little miss sunshine um just more more movies that are are going to be known yeah then just the the things that you like this uh, let's see the sixth, said, sense. the sixth sense yeah you know i know Shyamalan is controversial but that you know a lot of people like that movie so it has a lot of different movies that have really hit big with big audiences rather than just the top 100 citizen kane well chinatown you know, you know that was right. one that in sid field's book talked about all the time and you know a lot of people probably have seen it but this has la la land in it like yeah, so it's got little, recent things. Little Miss Sunshine, my big uh, fat Greek wedding. So you know it has a lot of different, a lot of different stuff in it. 
And it though the thing is huge and looks like a textbook, and I always associate textbooks with the textbooks I had in high school, which made no sense. This is super clear read. Like it just he breaks it down in such a way that everybody will understand it. Where we've read books like Story by Robert McKee, and it is just nearly impossible to understand because he's trying to sound so cool. Yeah. I, well, I found something in here that's a I feel is one of the best examples uh, that I've ever seen in a book. And it's talking about great dialogue and how it should uh, pop. And this was from a movie that I actually haven't seen, Escape from Alcatraz with Clint Eastwood. And in, in the movie, the warden asked the Clint Eastwood character, what kind of childhood did you have? Now, you know, you could write a lot because he's this guy's in prison and he's obviously had a bad childhood. So, you know, there could be this whole backstory in that dialogue, and that's, you know, just exposition. But this, this dialogue pops. His response is to, let me say it again, what kind of childhood did you have? His response was short. And that says it all. I mean, that's incredible screenwriting to me. It's like, all right, let's be succinct. <laughs> What's the word? You mainly subsist off of... Sisos, tan, tens of tuna. And you should be very succinct. And concise. Concise. <laughs> Thank That's you. That's the quintification. <laughs> Don't it. say those two words together. But to say that says it all. Short. Man, that, uh, you know, he grew up fast. You know, and, and there will be times for um, that you have to get more exposition across yeah. than others. But uh, that just shows a great way of how much more does that reveal about the, you know, you're trying to figure out what am I trying to convey about these characters and what are the best ways to convey that? Sometimes you want to convey it visually. Clint Eastwood's character could have grunted and turned his back or, you know, sometimes you convey it with an action or sometimes you convey it with dialogue. You know, you're just, you're trying to figure out with the tools you have, what in this, you know, as you're there at the keyboard, all right, with this problem that I have to solve, how do I convey this? You know, each time you're solving a problem, that's what's great is that just gave a real example that now you can stow that into your mind. And, and I guess on. that was the example I really liked also for not writing on-the-nose dialogue because yeah. on-the-nose would be this, he would go into this long explanation of, well, you know, my, I grew up really fast. My, you know, when I was five, my father made me go get a job. And, and it, it makes was, me feel this way. Yeah. Yeah. And so that that answer to me is just, yeah, it shows how he feels about yeah, it. Yeah, it's pure brilliance. Um, so this is another book, Making a Good Script Great by Linda Seeger. And you and I both really like this. has good, strong examples in it as well. From movies like Back to the Future. So once again, movies that were like widely known and widely hit. Yeah, big. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I mean, those books are, are all, to me, just... They have the thing that I guess is in common with all those books is that they have examples, whereas they're not trying to specifically sell you on one method. And I think that's why I got so much enjoyment out of them. And I feel like, you know, it, it's more of as I read these things, it wasn't like, oh, okay, I read that chapter, I'm going to put the book down get out the keyboard and start typing my thing. It's kind of like I soaked all of it in and now I have it's in my the back of my mind 
to reference um, where, you know, okay, so if save the cat works for you, then, you know, I, I'm not judging that because we love Concrete Cowboy. That movie just came out on Netflix this summer and the dude who wrote it swears by save the cat and literally showed he said the way he trained non-actors to be in that movie who gave amazing performances was by showing them save the cat so you know who knows maybe the book is magic or something like that but um books like that you know save the cat has a very very specific method in it i know it also talks about things like putting note cards up on the wall but that is basically talked about and he's that's not the first book to talk about that. yeah that's known in many other ways um but you know just very specific things and like all right at page 15 you do the inciting incident then you know it's like goes to page 55 is the dark night of the soul and then page 65 is the belly of the whale and then oh, and don't forget fun and games fun fun and games is at page 75 and then the get to the tower is at 62 so it's like that for me personally so you know chris dowling uh, in the writer's class gave his personal thing which was he felt like he learned nothing from uh college and you know said you should just do it so now i'm giving my personal thing which is that for me that is such a specific thing and when i think as i write each of my own individual stories thinking to all right just write the dark knight scene doesn't really inspired me that much where as when I try to just fill my head with all of these good examples and the movies that I like so much and, and try to get intentional about all right I I like movies that have you know a, a character arc to them and that's my my big thing I prepare myself with all that and then I get into my writing so yeah and I think that was after we had read the books and we watched the films that we liked and we talked about them in depth, I mean really in depth, we realized this, the things that, these are the things I want my screenplays to have in them. And we picked those things out. And then we figured out how to, to do those certain things. And then once you start writing, then when you share your writing with someone else and, and you know getting opinions or you're paying somebody to do coverage on it or you know some kind of consultant then you can ask them hey did did this make you feel this way did you understand what the lead character was wanting to you know complete and what their goal was you know were you ever bored did it you know were you on the edge of your seat okay did did you feel the conflict you can ask those questions and find out whether your writing is achieving that so i mean that was what i you know, really the biggest takeaway for me was learning those things that I liked about the movies. And now I know I want to get those in my film, yeah. in my scripts. Yeah, I, I think, so to, to me, the big takeaways from this for somebody who is wanting to start screenwriting, where do I start? Number one, don't be afraid. Don't be daunted by this. As Mr. Rogers says, you've got to do it, do it, do it. And he says, if you look at a bicycle that you want to ride, you can look at it all you want, but it's not going to move. You've got to get on and risk falling sometimes. Uh, but next thing you know, you'll be riding nice and tall. Yeah. So you've got to risk it. You've got to go for it. And uh, 
and enjoy the process. Right. A lot, of the, a lot of these books always, all talk about, oh, it's so hard, it's so hard, it's so hard. And, and sure, it's not easy, but you should enjoy it and not dread it. Um, and, and just be thankful that you get to the opportunity to write. Right, right. <laughs> right, right. And, and just, yeah, so in, enjoy the process. And so that will take me to the second thing, which is just, you know, try to learn as much as you can. As we talked about, we read books we didn't like, we read books we liked. We watched movies we didn't like. We watched movies we liked. I've written things I didn't like. I've written things that I've liked. So you've you've just got to hope to to learn and and constantly seek to to learn. Yeah. Out of any situation. Yeah, because like those twenty five books, we just showed you three. You know, those are my three favorite. And you know, it's not every line, every page in it of the movies we we've, we've watched. I mean. Do we even like 3% of all the yeah. movies I've ever seen in my life? <laughs> you know, probably not. Um, so, yeah, just watch things and try to try to learn from the good and the bad. Yeah. Definitely learn from the bad movies. It's like, okay, what? Ugh, why didn't I like that? You know, why am I bored at this point in the movie? You know, I should be liking this lead character, but I don't, you know. Or these two characters fall in love, and I just don't buy that they, that girl would love him. You right. Know? So, and, and then also, just another thing to say: don't fear. Since this is talking about screenwriting specifically, do not fear the screenplay format. Uh, as we showed you that massive book, the Screenwriter's Bible, and yes, we said a lot of it talks about format. That's just answering basically all these anxious questions that all these people have asked him. Like, well, what about this? What about this? And every answer is always like, don't overthink it. And basically, he sums up before he even gets into all of that to just say the main point is make it as easily readable for basically somebody who has never read a screenplay before. Yeah. Like, just so the more times you type in like weird things that look like computer code on there, like, you know, the, the more times you try to do fancy things with like code words, yeah. close-up shot and everything. Well, and I think that's something that could be said in this because a lot of beginning screenwriters uh, put in camera direction. Yeah, and that's for a shooting script. That is for a shooting script, and that should be left for you know the director or the DP, you know, d director of photography, not the writer. I mean, and you'll learn in some of these books how you know because you're thinking, oh well, I need them to focus on something it's a close-up of the guy's eye that's twitching uh, all you have to do is write his eye was twitching and the it's, reader it's will implied. know that's that it's implied that you know that's going to probably be the shot you're going to get there's no need to worry about shots close-ups over the shoulder pov you know say he looked through binoculars and saw the guy across the street yeah um yeah all that stuff is no worry you know I, I, if it gets, if it helps you get the thing out of your head, the story out of your head quicker to say things like close up and and then we see, yeah. you know, type those things in there because if the story is is good and you know if that's what helps you get it out, get it out. I mean, a lot of rewriting is just going going over something and saying, oh well, I could state this in a more efficient way, a more concise way, more concise way, so succinct and concise. And then lastly, I'll, I'll just, so yeah, so that is the, the big point about worrying about format. Do not worry about format, you know, just get the story out of your head. And the main point about the screenplay format, the main reason 
you're writing it in screenplay format and not just writing a novel that you hand to the director is to be as concise as possible because when they go to shoot this, it, it needs to be something that then the actors can then add more to and that the cinematographer, the cinematographer is adding more to because one line in a screenplay can have just as much because once it ends up on the screen and has the depth of you processing another human giving a performance along with the visuals of everything else that image has just as much detail as multiple paragraphs in a novel so right. it's all about being concise and that's the reason why this format is different you know one one reason at least the other thing i, I was big takeaway we've talked about are the favorite movies so the reason, one reason to really get familiar with your favorite movies is wondering what are you in this for? You know, why are you wanting to, you, you want to ask yourself, why are you wanting to screenwrite? Do you want to be a writer director? Do you want to be a writer director editor? And what is the main reason you're here for? Uh, because that could totally change the way you would write your scripts uh, to starting off because what Chris Dowling the writer director he was recommending that you write something that is contained and you'll hear a lot of people say this for beginning screen you're not just trying to write something that takes place in one location you'll hear that a lot as a challenge so he was saying write something that's contained yeah so that's if you're wanting to be a filmmaker yeah and you want to write you're the writer you want to write and direct your first thing you ever write right and so the easiest way to get that done logistically and you know, budget-wise, it's just to do it on a smaller scale. Yeah, that, well, that, and this was really just the last thing that I want to talk about was knowing what you're in it for, to ask why. And that, you know, they've come here wondering, how do I start, but why? So, because that could totally change the nature. Sure. If you're trying to sell your script to, like I said, Hollywood, there's a lot more rules, and you'll, you'll have to spend a lot more time getting familiar with that. But if you're just going to make a film for yourself... Yeah, so if you're just wanting to be somebody who wrote and directed something and you just want to get in, see that whole process from start to finish as soon as possible, uh, then that would be like me saying, all right, well, I've got me and my dad here in this house. I'm going to write a movie where we make podcasts and I'm just going to set the whole thing here in this house. And it's going to be like two hours of us talking in a, in a seat and some drama between us. But if you just want to be somebody who's like, Aaron Sorkin or something who has like sold a bunch of his scripts and that he didn't even direct at first, then you might want to do like what I'm doing and I'm writing stuff that would cost millions. I'm not even thinking about the budget. I'm just writing a fantasy story right now that's like set in medieval times and I'm just trying to let whatever comes out in order to get a story that I like across. Yeah. So I'm... I'm just having to play time in the sandbox and not worrying about budget or things like that because I know that I'm just writing for the joy and that there'll be many more scripts that I have to write before I'm going to start selling myself. Yep, exactly. So know what you're in it for. Know the why. That's right. And write. You've got to do it. And write and write and write. And when you're through, you'll know you did it. That's right. That was a dang good show. All right.